the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for CHSL Season 6 on the Patriot. Tonight, get the season started with the Catholic High School League kickoff show, presented by Siena Heights University. Jeremy Otto is your host, featuring interviews with coaches and students from around the league as we prepare for the 2019 season. Now, from the campus of Orchard Lake St. Mary's Prep, it's the Patriots' Jeremy Otto. Welcome, everyone, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Just about underway here in this Catholic high school league football season and certainly around the MHSAA as well as we prepare for yet another year here on the Patriots. Our sixth season of covering a Catholic high school league football game of the week, and this is our second season of this preview show. We really want to thank Stan Heights University again for being our presenting sponsor of this. They made this happen uh, for the second straight year, so we thank them, and we're really excited about another you know, football season. It's certainly one of the best leagues in the state. We say that all throughout uh, as we cover up and down, whether it's intersectional 2, 1, AA, and Central Division. We're going to hear from all those teams, or at least representations from each of those leagues, um, and, and kind of what they have to say about this upcoming season, how they're preparing for it, uh, both coaches and student-athletes. So we're excited about what our lineup here today, and we're excited about uh, our potential games that we're starting to schedule for our Catholic League Game of the Week as well. Before we get to our first couple guests, I want to go through the uh, alignment in terms of what the coaches voted on as who they think will be the top teams this year. Let's start with the intersectional two, because that's the first division we'll have uh, representing our guests as well. They predict Everest Collegiate will be the number one team, followed by Bishop Foley, our Lady Lakes, and Cardinal Mooney. In the intersectional one, a tie for first place. It's Riverview, Gabriel Richard, and Lutheran North. And then Cabrini and Liggett tied at the bottom. Over in the double-A, Loyola and UD Jesuits putting the preseason title uh, prediction there. Divine Child following along with Cranbrook and Ar- Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard rounding it out. And then in the central division, De La Salle, the reigning champions in Division Two, are at the top. Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Catholic Central tied in the middle. And then Brother Rice uh, predicted to be at the bottom of the central division. When you look at these coaches' polls, they don't always play out. Sometimes they do, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how all these teams line up here today. We do have a busy, busy guest list, about eight guests swapping in and out in the next hour here on the Patriots. So we want to jump right into it. We're going to start with the intersectional two division. We have Joe Cannell, second-year head coach from Cardinal Mooney, and Grant Ross, a talented senior quarterback in safety from our Lady Lakes. Guys, thanks for coming on. Joe, I want to start with you. It's your second season at Cardinal Mooney, trying to build that tradition back up, right? Yes, um, they had a proud tradition in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, then they went to eight-man football, came back, and we're trying to, we're trying to reestablish the program as, as a power that they were at one time. How tough can it be, I guess, to transition back? And obviously you weren't there for that transition necessarily, but from you know, eight-man football back to you know, regular uh, 11v11, because it's, it's a different game, right? Oh, without a doubt. Um, it's more physical. Uh, obviously you need more players. Um, so it, it's been a, it's been a challenge. Um, I think our kids are really meeting the challenges we set for them and we're looking forward to the season. 
Grant, let's transition over to you. It's Grant Ross from our Lady of the Lakes. He's a talented senior quarterback in safety. You've played varsity all four years. Um, you know your head coach very well. We'll kind of break that down as uh, this broadcast progresses as well. But how excited are you for what could be another big season for you guys? Oh, I'm really excited. Uh, we've been putting in a lot of work this off season. me and my teammates. We've been together for a while now, like you said, for four years with some of these guys. And I'm just really excited. So six wins last season, five wins the previous season, but you guys were 0-10 your freshman year. So how have you made strides back to you know the tradition of Lakers football? Uh, we just put in work every single day, and we come together as brothers and as teammates, and we set goals at the beginning of the season, and we just take strides every week to reach those goals. Yeah, no doubt. Before we kind of dive into the, the individual parts of your season, what you guys are expecting, Joe, I want to go back to you, Joe Cannell from Cardinal Mooney head coach in his second season um you spent a lot of time not only in the catholic league but in the high school coaching ranks 40 years overall your head coach at holy redeemer assistant bishop gallagher in notre dame shrine before your stop here at cardinal mooney um what is it like to coach in a league like this and have you seen it change over the last 10 years or so is it the same league well the coaches are getting a lot younger that's for sure <laughs> um I just love coaching the Catholic League. I've tried a couple of stops in the public schools. Um, it's just not the same. Um, the kids are all quality kids, your opponents as well as your own kids. Um, obviously, we had a tough year last year. What made it good was I was surrounded by 20 great young men. Um, things didn't work out our way all the time, but uh, they were hardworking. Um, huge parental involvement. Um, kind of makes it a family type of affair, and and I'm sure that they have the same thing at Lakes. I know that tradition because when I was at Shrine, that was our number one rival. So um, always great programs, great people, great coaches. Um, you know, it's not, and I know Mike said something about uh, getting on each other after the national anthem, but um, they're great guys, and we like to see each other off season. And it's, I think it's a kind of a brotherhood. No doubt. We're talking with uh, Joe Cannell from Cardinal Mooney. He's the head coach there. Uh, this is kind of our intersectional two preview. We'll have intersectional one next, double A, and followed by the central division to round things out as well with a, a little bit of a surprise at the bottom of the outer as well, or at the top of the hour, I should say, here on the Patriot. But transitioning back to Grant Ross, he's uh, the senior QB in safety at Our Lady of the Lakes, if you're just tuning in to our Catholic High School League preview presented by Siena Heights. But you've been working hard. I talked to your head coach yesterday, Jason Albrecht, uh, on the phone he said you squatted 300 pounds recently in the weight room so you're, you're really working back and, and looking to make big strides in your senior year right yeah for sure I've been putting weight work in the weight room uh, every week and I've just been grinding with my teammates it's a long line of athletes in your family there's rowbacks in your family there's olivers in your family um, just what is it like to, I guess, carry on that tradition of being at a place like Our Lady of the Lakes? Uh, it's really special, honestly, to play with all your family and cousins. Uh, it's something that I'm really grateful for, and I'm just looking forward to carrying on that tradition. Have you leaned on, maybe not so much now since you're a senior, but you know, your freshman year on varsity, your sophomore year on varsity, did you lean on your family members to say, hey, what, what's it like to you know, compete at a high level in the Catholic League like this? Yeah, definitely, for sure. When I was a freshman, uh, my cousin Isaac Oliver was a senior, and I had a couple other cousins that were sophomores, Noah and Vince, and I, I would for sure say that I leaned on them. They helped uh, integrate me into the team and into the league. It helped a lot, for sure. Joe, back to you. Just who are some guys you're leaning on? Obviously, it's very early. You guys haven't necessarily convened as a team in, in terms of football-related activities. It's about to happen pretty soon. But 
Who are some guys you're leaning on this year to lead the squad? Um, I guess it all starts with the skill positions. Our quarterback, Blake um, Brown, who competed last year for a total of about 32 minutes because of a broken collarbone, and we spent a lot of time in the offseason trying to get him ready last year, and that didn't work out real well. But he did, if when he broke it, when he threw his, was throwing a touchdown pass. So at least, okay, he, went, there you at least, <laughs> he, at least he went out on a positive note. Uh, so Blake's back as a senior. Um, uh, our four seniors, I think we have four seniors and two juniors that we're really counting to, to be well. Um, Richard Marshall, running back, linebacker, uh, Paul Nazer, uh, center, uh, defensive lineman, and Ethan Rogas, who's tight end and defensive end. And our two juniors, I'm Larry Dallas, who I think is probably going to be the best player in the league. Hopefully we can get him the ball. He, um, he's attended a couple of showcases on the, in the offseason and done real well. Um, and Kevin Everhart, um, great basketball player, great leader for us, and he's going to be He's going to be an outside linebacker and probably a running back for us. So, No doubt transitioning uh, back to you, Mr. Ross. Just overall, you have some really solid seniors on this squad. In, in addition to yourself, Kyle Cartier, running back slash linebacker yesterday. Solid on the defensive end. He had 1,000 yards rushing last year. Um, Anthony Mercino, a guy that can play everywhere on the offensive side. He's also the starting safety. Patrick Morgan, another guy who's a, kind of a hawk and a veteran offensive lineman. Um, just talk about your senior group and, you know, maybe some other guys you're, you're really looking to, to lean on as you lead the offense as well. Uh, yeah, definitely those guys that you named, very special. Uh, we've been together all four years, us seniors. Um, I'm definitely looking for them to contribute a big amount, uh, especially Jack Loeffler also. He's another senior coming back. He's playing uh, defensive end and receiver for us this year. I think he could be a big part of our offense. And uh, a couple younger guys that I think could step up are Nate Asai. Uh, he's going to be a sophomore, a linebacker, kind of running back for us this year also. I think he's going to take big strides, definitely. And also Ben Newby, going to be a sophomore. He's a D lineman and offensive lineman for us. Sure. I think he's going to also be great for us. Well, guys, we thank you for stopping by. That's Joe Cannell from Cardinal Mooney, the head coach in his second year, and Grant Ross from our Lady Lakes. Looking forward to following all your teams as we get deeper and deeper. And, you know, week one is going to be here before we know it in about a month. So that's uh, an exciting time as everybody starts to rev up practices and th- think about uh, all the games that are about to happen and probably one of the most talented leagues in the state. Intersectional 1 is coming up next. Garrett Wenzelberger from Lutheran North will join us along with Brian O'Bricky from Cabrini. Stay with us here in our Catholic High School League football preview show on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Jeremy Ed alongside with the two more talented coaches in the Catholic High School League here in the Intersectional 1. You're listening to our Catholic High School League football preview show sponsored by Cien Heights University. We'll get to them a little bit later in the broadcast as well. But we have Garrett Wenzelberger from Lutheran North and Brian O'Bricky from Cabrini, uh, two newer coaches, I guess, in terms of length right now. But Brian has seen the Catholic League quite a bit. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But Garrett, I want to start with you. This is an exciting time for Lutheran North football. You've done a really good job building up the program in a short amount of time. You're entering your second season now. But uh, you guys were 2-1 and one in the league last year, 7-3 and three overall, made the state playoffs. You're looking for maybe a little bit more this year as well. Yeah, building on uh, what we did last year, we got guys returning. Uh, like I mentioned to the media, um, a big uh, big thing is having our full coaching staff back. I, I think it's un- underestimated a lot of times. 
um, how important it is to, to uh, have your kids hearing the same voices, the same terminology. Um, and so we're going to be doing a lot of the same things we did last year, um, just trying to do them, uh, I guess, a little bit better um, and, and see if we can build off that 7-3 and three record we, we, uh, we accomplished last year. Over to Brian Obricki now as head coach at Cabrini's first season right now, but he had put a long stint his first time around from 1996 to 2009, um, taking a few years off from organized coaching, I guess. You t- took some coaching on the side, but uh, how good is it back to be in the Catholic League? Oh, it's fantastic. It's a great feeling. It's like um, a homecoming. You know, it's coming back home, and especially today for this media day, um, seeing some old faces and some new faces and um, just seeing a bunch of great coaches who want to help out young men become better young men. Yeah, no doubt about it. Last year, you guys 0-3 in the league, 6-5 and overall. There were some games that did come down to the wire, though obviously you weren't a part of the coaching staff at that time. You were watching from the sidelines in kind of a different capacity, which you know opened up your eyes to maybe what you'll see and be a little bit more prepared than um, you know a first-year head coach. But uh, just talk about what you think you have coming back. I mean, you have some talented guys coming back, um, and obviously guys probably pretty hungry to, to get going again. Yes, we have um, six seniors that were um, basically is our foundation. You know, um, we have a six foot five, two hundred thirty pound um, Jackson Stanley. Um, last year he was um, quarterback, defensive end, and this year he's going to be um, with quarterback, but mostly a tight end. And then um, we have Logan Heath, uh, a good tailback linebacker. Um, he's coming back was over a thousand yards rushing. Um, then we had Nick Bellis, another senior who's um, um, quarterback, wide receiver, DB. And then um, we have three um, old-fashioned, hard-nosed football players, starting with um, Jonas Rehai, who's our offensive tackle and linebacker. Then there's Benjamin Bluso, who's our uh, tackle, defensive tackle. And Damian King, he'll be our fullback linebacker. These three guys are, like I said, just old-fashioned, like the hit, you know, get muddy and dirty. Um, <laughs> coaches look for. And no doubt, just all of what Catholic League is about. You see a lot of players like that, and that's what makes it really fun to watch in terms of uh, not only is there a lot of talent on the field, but there's also hard nose and, and gritty players all across the rosters. Garrett, back to you. Um, second season, I kind of talked to you last year. We covered your Week 9 game versus Yale here on the Patriot. But you, know, you said you enjoyed playing the Catholic League, and you hope that you, know, you play here for years to come. Just talk about what it's been like to now compete for a potential prep bowl spot and how that maybe prepares you for a, a tough state in the state playoffs as well. Yeah, being somebody new to the area um, and, and coming to Lutheran North uh, four years ago as a teacher and uh, and then now two years as head coach, kind of new to this whole, you know, what is the Catholic, here we're in the Catholic League, what is that? And, and now getting to really see it um, from a head coaching perspective, come to these media days, you know, play at these, uh, you know, in these, in these tough contests, go to the prep bowl, see your kids honored at Ford Field. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely a different, feel uh in the catholic league compared to i think that of any conference i've ever been associated with so it's a lot of fun i think for the coaches um uh, you know but even more so i, I gotta imagine for these these players uh, just a blast playing in in the catholic league well he's garrett wenzelberger the head coach of lutheran north going to transition back to brian obricky now the head coach of cabrini you guys beat Detroit Community last year in the first round of the playoffs, lost to Riri Richard in the district final. Obviously, Richard's going to be a team you're familiar with because you're going to play them at least once um, in the regular season. That's going to be kind of a, a special and nice game for you, though, guys, because Prep Bowl is not at Ford Field this year, if, you, if everyone hasn't heard in our audience, just because of a scheduling conflict. But there are three Week 8 games playing 
being played down at uh, Ford Field. And Cabrini and River Richard is one of them. What's that going to be like for the kids? Oh, I think it's great for both schools. You know, it's um, we are our best rivals for each other, you know, yeah. because of our downriver um, roots. And uh, the rivalry goes back for a long time, you know. So um, putting this game at a venue <laughs> like Ford <laughs> Field just adds to it. So um, I think both, you know, I can't speak for Richard, but I can think they're going to be just as fired up as our guys are. And I think it's just a great opportunity for everybody. So those other Catholic League games down at Ford Field, you have Divine Child and Orchard Lake St. Mary's kicking off at 1.30, Riverview Richard and Cabrini kicking off at 3.30, and then De La Salle versus UD Jesuit at 6 p.m. Again, Week 8, October 19th, in lieu of Prep Bowl, which is going to be played at Eastern Michigan this year with a 12 o'clock stop at starting the Prep Bowl Championship. That's between the top two AA teams. Then at 2.30, the Cardinal Division Championship, a new name there. Uh, the top two teams in what was the CD Division, so Intersectional 1 and inter- Intersectional 2. And then the Bishop Division Championship at 5 p.m. Those are the top two Central Division teams. And we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later as well in terms of how that will shake out. But uh, just kind of a new development here. Announced, rumored, but announced for sure uh, here at Media Day. Chatting here with uh, Garrett Wenzelberger from Lutheran North and Brian O'Bricky from Cabrini. We want to go back to Garrett. Now, you talk about uh, something in TNTs. What what does that mean for you as a head coach? <laughs> yeah, we just, you know, it's funny you say that. We just got a sign we put up, um, you know, on our, we practice on our baseball field. We put up a sign on the outfield, TNTs. It's a, it's a, uh, um, a term that my college offensive coordinator used uh, religiously, and uh, it stands for things that take no talent. Uh, I always tell my guys, you know, it takes talent to go up in, in double coverage and come down with a ball. It takes talent, uh, you know, to run through three or four tackles, um, and, you know, and break off and make a spin move and go score a touchdown. But there's things that don't take any talent, effort, being there on time, knowing what you're supposed to do, lining up in the right position. I always tell the guys there's 33 jobs uh, on every play. A guy has to know, one, where he's supposed to line up, two, Okay, what is he supposed to do? And then three, he's actually got to be comp- uh, completing that job. So 22 of those 33 jobs are, are things that are TNTs. They take no talent. So, you know, we really emphasize guys uh, being able to do the things that don't take any talent and then, you know, work from there. Listening to the Catholic High School League football preview here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot want to thank again Siena Heights University for their kind sponsorship of not only our broadcast here today, but of our, our game. They're a big part of what we do on our, our regular basis week one through all the way to the state championship, our halftime sponsor. So we want to welcome them back with open arms this year as well and helping us not only put on this event, but certainly helping us uh, accomplish our goal of covering all these great games as well during the year. So we're chatting, you know, specifically right now about intersectional one. Told you at the top of the show that Riverview Richard and Lutheran North were tied at the top to, to finish at the top of intersectional one. Cabrini after that and Liggett uh, following. We kind of want to, to get your guys' thoughts. I know you haven't directly been involved with coaching in the Catholic League. You definitely saw a, a number of teams last year. Just what are your thoughts on what your competition is going to be like? I'm very good. Because, um, you know, I was when I was talking to the gentleman yesterday, I don't know if it was you, I don't remember. It, <laughs> and I said I was working the yard markers last year. Sure. And um, I was at the game with Coach over here at Luther North, and um, he's got a very talented team. You know, a real good quarterback, um, good skilled people, very well coached, and you go back to Gabriel Richard who won the league and I know they had a I think a five overtime game or four a lot and and that just shows you how good Richard too is is these teams are so close and um talent and um how well they're coached they're going to be back at the top of the league 
And then we have um, Liggett's in our league, who's got a quarterback coming back who's very good, too. And um, I could see it being very competitive and um, looking forward to it. Yeah, no doubt. Any additional thoughts on some of your opponents? Yeah, a lot of the same. I was just going to say, you know, going back to the, the game against Cabrini, um, you know, we were down at half, and, and that was a battle into the fourth quarter. And, uh, and then obviously, you know, a Riverview last year, <laughs> four overtimes. Um, you know, first year coaching, that's, that's something that you don't expect. But that was a battle. And then, and then Liggett, I mean, they came to play. They put up a fight and uh, got away a little bit uh, later in the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no easy games. And it kind of goes back to what you said about, the, you know, what's fun about playing in the Catholic League. It's battle every week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we thank you guys for uh, joining us here today. We certainly want to hear from you on the CHSL drive home as the season goes on and certainly hope that we uh, get to cover each of your teams as the season unfolds and, you know, we get into the nitty-gritty of that nine-week regular season schedule as well. Thanks to Garrett Wenzelberger from Lutheran North and Brian O'Bricky here from Cabrini. We're going to transition to the AA division next. Brand-new head coach and Matt Giarmo from Father Gabriel Richard will join us next along with a talented player from UD Jesuit and Miles Hickman, defensive end and tight end. That's coming up next here in our Catholic High School League football preview show right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Welcome back to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, everyone. Jeremy Otto back alongside two more talented members of the AA division now. It's a division that pits right now Loyola and UD Jesuit predicted to be at the top. Divine Child following Cranbrook and Anna Bouchard um, at the bottom right now. That's the preseason poll. But we kind of talked about it at the top of the show. That not always doesn't shake out. So with how talented all the members of the Catholic League is and, you know, what the fight is, it really is a fight down to the end most of the time to decide who's going to prep who's making the state playoffs, whether that's at five and four or six wins. Um, so it's it's an exciting time. That's why we encourage you each week to tune into. Um, some of the best games right here on the Patriots starting in about a month from now um, in our Catholic League Game of the Week. Now joined by Matt Jarmo. He's the fresh head coach, I guess you could say, of Father Gabriel Richard and Miles Hickman, a senior defensive end and tight end from UD Jesuit. Matt, I want to start with you. Just how excited are you to you know take over a program? This is your first head coaching position at the varsity level. Yeah, first head coaching job and uh, really excited. I come from a football family. My dad was a head coach. Uh, last two years I've been coached with my uncle, Jack Jarmo, Gibraltar Carlson. Uh, before that, I coached at uh, Zealand West with John Shilto. So I come from a, a good fam- football background, uh, coached some great guys. And uh, to have your own program now and kind of put your own stamp on stuff, it's really cool and uh, looking forward to getting going. So you're one of 200 applicants, pretty pretty big pool at uh, Gabriel Richard. But just what attracted you, I guess, to even apply at, at that point? Well, uh, with that background that I have in football, uh, my dad's first uh, coaching job as a, a coach at all was at Gabriel Richard. Uh, my cousin Bill Jarma was the head coach there, uh, 1981 through 1983. Uh, played in the Catholic League Championship one year. Uh, you know, had some success. So I, I was drawn from that area, angle. Um, you know, Gabriel's Arts a great academic institution. Uh, everything I've heard about it before, you know, stories from my dad and other people. It's a great place to be. The kids are really good. Um, Community is really strong. So. Um, you know, having that as a, as a first job, you know, is, is a great place you want to end up. And, uh, you know, so far, support's been great, and the kids are doing a great job. So we're looking forward to it. Transitioning over to Miles Hickman, now senior um, from UD Jesuit. You're very busy in academics. You're also the president of the student senate at UD. Yes. Um, that's a big deal at UD. I mean, there's a there's a whole convention surrounding it to, to elect um, you. So talk about that a little bit before we dive into the football aspect and what uh, – you know, details you have to go through. What uh, um, on a weekly basis? What is that like? 
Okay, so I'll start with the campaign. So it was about three months of intense, you know, talking to people, making banners, posters, videos, you know, just a whole process of just putting your face out there, putting your ideas out there. So now as president, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I have to put on events, you know, but it's a lot more than that. So I have to go to board meetings and present, you know, what's going on with the students to the U of D Jesuit board of directors. Okay. You know, I have to uh, – we have Senate meetings, so I have to run the meetings and and keep the Senate on t- on uh, on task and make sure that the make sure e- basically everything is flowing the way it's supposed to be and my specific responsibilities. So, as president, I'm over something called the Student Activities Committee. So we do things like like dances. So we don't have dances anymore. So we will just put on homecoming or or this thing called the backfield blast, which is like a big uh, carnival on our. Uh, on our football field, open to all girls coming up uh, September 14th. So just a bunch of different events, keeping my uh, fellow officers, my four officers, uh, uh, moving efficiently and just making sure that we, we're the voice of the students to the administration and, you know, for like we are the voice of the school. So we represent what the students want. So whether they want to bring something into the school, change things, we are the way to get it done. So diving back into the football aspect now, you guys 2-2 two and two in the league, Four and five last year overall. Tough game versus Divine Child. I mean, that's that's a swing game in terms of you guys making the prep pull not, and then maybe competing for a, a state playoff spot as well at five and four. With uh, depending on what all shakes out there, but got to be hungry to get back on the field, right? Yes, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> my my dedication to football has grown so much over time, and I've been you know U of D. You start in seventh grade, or you can start in seventh grade. You can start at any time. But a lot of the guys that are on the team now, we've started in seventh grade. We've been grinding together, getting to know each other, and we're we're so tight. And it's like there's now that I've had so much time with them, there's a reason for me to go hard and practice. There's a reason reason for me to do extra stuff at home. There's a reason for me to show up even when I don't have to. So, you know. It's really it, I, don't, I don't even really do it for myself as much. I really do it for my teammates and just my love for them and my respect for them and just, you know, just the fact that we've been through so much together, you know, we, we're going to come back swinging this year. His name is Miles Hickman. He is a talented senior from UD Jesuit. Matt Jarmo in his first year at Gable Richard. We're going to transition back to him as well. You're going to run the wing tee. That's something you were familiar with. Um, Ed Zeeland West when you coached there as an assistant. Just talk about what it takes to implement an offense like that, I guess. Well, it, it's a little different from what you see a lot of times now in high school football, uh, spread off and getting popular. Obviously, it's been popular for a while. And, you know, our thing is just execution, getting off the ball, moving people, you know, fundamentally sound. And uh, for us to compete in this division, we have to do that. You know, it's a grind every week, playing against kids like Miles and other athletes. You know, you don't get a break. I tell our kids all the time, you're playing against men in the Catholic League. No doubt. You know, and uh, you got to bring your A game. And for us to win, we have to be very sound offensively, deception within the offense, you know, knowing our assignments, knowing where we're going, who we're blocking, you know, just getting off the ball is the biggest thing, you know, and uh, that's the way you compete. And same thing defensively. We have to bring that and transition it over to our defense and make sure we're ready to play every week, alignment assignment, know where we're going, know how to defend routes. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's how you compete in this league. That's how you get ahead. And, you know, with us not having the same type of athletes all the time as other schools, how do we make up that difference? We talk about that a lot. And, you know, you have to do it with your intensity and how you come prepared every day prepare for practice, prepare for games, and uh, put it all on the field for your brothers. You guys were 0-4 last year. Obviously, you weren't a part of that, but 2-7 and overall. How much have you, and everybody hasn't come together maybe as a whole unit so far as, as we really get into football activities pretty soon, but how much have you talked about goals with them in, in terms of you know, washing away maybe last year and getting back to what was two years a great year? Yeah, well, last year was kind of a transition year. Um, 
our kids are hungry. They want to come out and play hard. And uh, it starts week one against Clio. Um, you know, it's like I said, when you get into the division, uh, it's not easy. And uh, we want to just get to improve every day and play hard. Um, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, we, we've talked about, you know, what our goals are and things like that. But, um, you know, if you don't come out and prepare every day and practice hard and, you know, go into games with a positive attitude and growth mindset every day, you're not going to get ahead. And, uh, you know, that's our big thing is just pre- preaching, you know, playing hard every day, play for your brothers, you know, be assignment sound, be uh, technically sound, and uh, it'll take care of itself. Miles, back over to you. You have a number of you know D1 talents on the field surrounding you as well as you have some Ivy League offers. But uh, Dorian Mayusi, one guy, several Power 5 offers. Carson Hitton, a guy who's been dominating on defense for years now, several Power 5 offers. Elijah Ricard, a guy who has D1 offers. Um, let's start with Carson Hitton. What does he do well on the field, do you think? Carson is a vocal leader. He brings those around him together. Carson has so much fun. He, he treats it like, like he, he just he's a kid. Carson's a kid on the football field, you know, running his routes, ooh, ah, ah, just, just having fun, just just flying around, making crazy plays because he's an athlete. Sure. And, you know, he pairs the athleticism with, the, you know, a childlike joy for football, which makes, you know, I'm, I don't really spend too much time with the skill players because I'm a lineman, but when I am over there, you know, I do see them having fun. You know, they dance and, you know, we, we already know he's an athlete, but in terms of what you don't see is he brings people together and he's a lot of fun. He, he keeps the spirit in the team and the energy. So I mentioned those guys, Nick Johnson, Ty Williams, uh, Drew Krumhelmer, a couple other, Walter Bowman, um, some guys who will have impact. How about a sleeper? Who's who's the sleeper on the Cubs this year, maybe? Sleeper. Who's the sleeper? Nick Kuza. Nicholas Kuza, he's uh, coming into his junior year. Nick is a, he's an interior lineman. You know, I, 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 there are a lot of lot of sleepers on the team, but I'm just going to talk about Nick just because I spent so much time with him on the D-line. Nick Kuza is a dog. Nick Kuza is big. He's kind of not short, but he's, you know, he's not too tall. But Nick Kuza's a dog. He works so hard. You know, he's working on his hands. You know, he still has to work on, you know, actually he has the power to go forward and drive someone back. But are you going to push and pull and get off? You know, that's something he has to work on. But Nick, he's smart, he's powerful, and he can, he's coachable. He can listen. He, he always brings people up on the team, and he brings people together. You'll never see, you know, uh, disunity coming from him. He always is a strong member of the team who comes to everything. He's dedicated and he just loves. He loves the brothers. Matt, real quick, back to you as uh, we near the end of our double A preview here. But you know, what are the what do you think is the biggest thing to prepare your guys for such a such a tough slate and a amount of time, which is not maybe as big as you'd like to in, in terms of as a unit on the field to get ready for. Well, we really preach getting strong in the weight room, working in the off season. Uh, we've had a good group, good core of kids that have put in the time. Uh, we've had some kids join us late and, and come in, and, uh, you know, they've been off doing stuff in the summer and getting ready for other sports as well. So we have a lot of multi-sport athletes, and uh, the biggest thing is just be ready to play. Uh, get in the weight room, uh, you know, get in the playbook, know what you're doing, and, and be uh, fundamentally sound every week. And uh, like I said, you know, playing in a division like this, you're playing against some of the best talent in the state. And uh, you don't have a week off. And uh, non-conference, conference, it's a grind every week. And, uh, you know, you just got to be ready to play and uh, make sure everybody's uh, on the same page and, Hopefully it turns into success. Yeah, no doubt. Well, his name is Matt Jarmo. He's the head coach of Father Gabriel Richard. We also talked to Miles Hickman, senior defensive end and tight end from UD Jesuit. Guys, thanks for uh, joining us here today. We look forward to watching your teams and all you guys compete uh, in about a month. And it's, it's going to be another fun slate of Catholic High School League football here shortly. Stick with us here on the Patriot. We'll have the Central Division next. The head coach of the Division II state champions from last year, Mike Giannone, will join us along with Cameron Arnold from Orchard Lake St. Mary's right here on the preview show presented by Siena Heights University on FM 101.5.
AM 1400, The Patriot. Welcome back to Catholic High School League Media Day. We're in our last preview segment here of the Central Division. Jeremy Otto back with you. An exciting time as we wrap up our Catholic League Game of the Week in about a month here on the Patriots. Our sixth season doing that. It's hard to believe. Looking for their third state championship in a row is Warren DeLaSalle. Mike Giannone, the head coach, joins us. Cameron Arnold from Orchard Lake St. Mary's joins us as well. They're expected to have a, a bounce-back year this year as well. Coach, I want to start with you. Um, a possible three-peat. That's you know certainly a humbling experience for you guys, uh, realizing you won two in a row, but uh, possibly three in a row. That's got to be a lot of excitement at LaSalle right now. Yeah, we're pretty excited. It's, uh, you know, it's great to be in the position we're in. And now that we're in that position, we've got to do something about it. It's, uh, there's a definite target on our back, and it's, uh, it's kind of the, the way you want it. And it's uh, something that we've earned, and we have to continue to uh, uh, do the right thing and continue to earn it because uh, there are a lot of people that uh, are working extremely hard to get to uh, you know, that position as well. Cam Arnold, a wide receiver and cornerback at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. You guys one and two last year in the league, three and six overall. I mean, you, you know, a lot of those games were tight and close to the finish. So, you know, that's the difference of probably a three and six and a five and four record, and maybe sneaking into the state playoffs. So, you guys were really close, and you feel like you've continued to build as uh, you know this season folds out too, right? Yes, most definitely. The main thing that I'm trying to do is to get my whole team to buy in right now and have everybody believe that we can get back on the map and we can really do this this year and make a run. No doubt about it. Coach, back to you. Um, you know, as you prepare for another season, a little bit of a, a quarterback, you know, whatever you want to call it, last year just with injuries, um, guys having to step in. Anthony Stepnitz expected to be your starter again. He's healthy, right, after um, breaking his leg in week four last year. Yeah, we, uh, we had a – it was crazy with the quarterback situation. <laughs> we started with Anthony. He went up to the Brother Rice game. He, got, uh, he broke his ankle in the Brother Rice game, and we didn't see him for the rest of the year. And then uh, we had uh, a couple other guys step in, and then we finally ended up with Nolan Schultz. But right now we've got uh, Anthony. He's been working extremely hard. He's, uh, he's about 205, um, you know, six foot. He's not real tall, but he's built more like a linebacker than he is a quarterback. So uh, he's, he's not afraid to take a hit, and hopefully, uh, you know, he can run the ball a little bit and, He's pretty accurate in his throwing, and we don't we don't ask him to you know control the game in the sense of uh, where he's he's got to do a ton of things uh, as a quarterback. We have a lot of good things going on around him, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll play defense and uh, allow him to uh, control the ball a little bit. Yeah, noted about it, Cam Arnold. Back to you um, as you prepare for an, another year here. You, you say. You, want guys to buy in what are you doing specifically i guess to to do that as the season starts making sure that everybody comes to workouts everybody's working hard people are staying after doing extra stuff uh quarterbacks and receivers um doing routes and throwing making sure that that connection is there and just having everybody just buy in just believe you look at the schedule and both of your guys schedules are obviously going to be tough it always is but uh non-conference for both of you is very good starting with Orchard Lake Dakota uh week one Angola from Indiana week two Chandler Park week three Wall Lake Western week four and then you know the gauntlet of the Central Division De La Salle Brother Rice Catholic Central Divine Child that's always been the case for both of your guys teams but uh you got to be razor focused to start the year because when you look at Last season, maybe the first couple losses at the beginning of the year was the difference you know, between you guys making the state playoffs or not. So how much are you guys you know, preaching, hey, we got to be ready week one? 
Right. Uh, I think the stronger your schedule is at the start, you'll be more prepared to play in those playoff games when it comes down to that time. Transitioning over to De La Salle, Muskegon, week one, the uh, reigning runner-up, I guess you could say, in Division One to Martin Luther King. Uh, London, Ontario, St. Thomas Aquinas, week two, Old Redford, week three. Then you have Rice, St. Mary's, Catholic Central, Davison, and um, UD Jesuit. You guys play a tough slate as well. Yeah, um, I know Kim in uh, St. Mary's opens up with my old school, uh, Dakota, and that's going to be a great matchup, and uh, hopefully I get some time to go over there and watch that. Uh, two two great programs going at each other. Uh, for us, going up against Muskegon, legendary program as well, and you know they've got uh, Cam Martinez as a um, you know as their quarterback going to Ohio State, and yeah, he's he's a, he's a good player. And there's one of them, and hopefully there's not a ton of them over there <laughs> because we got 11 guys, and we're going to try to surround them and do the best we can with that. And in our next two games, you know, probably not as strong as some of the other ones, but uh, we do have Davison on the schedule, and they're going to be really good this year. And UAD Jesuit will be extremely good as well. So uh, our non-league games are are um, they're they're strong, and our league is going to be good as well. So uh, hopefully that will prepare us for the playoffs, just like Kim was saying. is You want to you have those games so that you can get ready, and it will breed a little bit of confidence if you fare well in those games. We've already talked about your uh, projected starting quarterback, some other guys, Michael Young Jr., Braden Babbage, two guys that I look at and say, hey, you, you circle them in red last year. They, they just blew up um, you know, some of the defensive plays, and obviously they, they have time on offense as well. Grant Tuton, another guy just committed to Ohio State, getting bigger, getting more physical um, on the line for you. Just talk about uh, those few guys and what you expect out of them. Well, Grant, Grant's uh, 6'7", 325 right now, getting big. He's strong. Going to Ohio State gives him a little bit of confidence coming into the season. Uh, Michael Young Jr., he's a three-year starter for us, plays defensive end. He's got good quickness. He'll also be tight end for us. He's committed to Eastern Illinois. Uh, Brandon uh, Babich, he's, uh, he's going to move to linebacker for us this year, and he's also going to be a receiver. And he's had, some, he's had some offers, but, you know, he's a strong kid. And just like Cam was saying, these guys are getting our guys to buy in, get them to uh, get them to the weight room. Get them to do things like when I leave here today, we're going to do a, a, a bowling tournament that we have every year. And that's just getting our guys together and, and staying involved with each other. So it's meaningful. It's just not the game of football. It's part of everything that goes on with it. And I think y- you can't. You can't put a number on that. You, you, can't, you can't explain it unless you've done it. And if you've done it with certain guys, you'll be friends for life. His name is Mike Giannone. He's the head coach at uh, Warren T. LaSalle looking for their third straight t- state championship this year. We also have Cam Arnold from Orchard Lake St. Mary's, talented uh, player on their sidelines as well. Cam, I want to transition back to you um, as you prepare for another year here. Some other you know, standout players on your side, Grant Henson, Anthony Inachuku, what do those guys do well, and how are they going to contribute to hopefully another good year for the Eaglets? Uh, Anthony's a really good uh, receiver, safety. Um, he played. He had a few big games for us last year. He made some big plays, came in clutch. Grant, he's a quarterback. He's returning. He's has the experience that we need, and he'll be looking to make big plays for us as well. And he'll be able to read the defenses better because he's already been there before. And yeah. Well, the projected um, coaches poll, De La Salle at the top, Orchard Lake St. Mary's tied with Catholic Central for the number two spot and Brother Rice at the number four spot. But you look up and down, 
all those games are fights. So, I mean, it, it's really, you know, tight margin of error when, in terms of who goes to prep bowl, right? Yeah, it's, uh, that uh, the coaches poll, it's, uh, you know, you put some numbers down on a piece of paper. And I remember my first year, I was number four. Uh, Dealer Cell came in number four. And the past couple of years, we came in number one. It's a great honor to come in number one, but it's an even bigger honor to end at number one. So that's where our, I think, you know, Cam, I can speak for him is, uh, you know, our, all, everybody's goal right now is to end up being number one in the league and being Catholic League champs. That's a, uh, you know, that's something that you can talk about for the rest of your life. Well, Coach, we thank you for stopping by. That's Mike Giannone from De La Salle. And Cam, we thank you for stopping by. Cam Arnold from Orchard Lake St. Mary's as well. And we look forward to covering both of your teams as this season really starts to unfold. A little bit more coming up in our preview show. We'll have a special guest next. Then talk about, uh, you know, some of our games upcoming on our slate as well here in FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriots. Stick with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Great to catch up with all those head coaches in every division. We have one more coach left. He's not quite in, you know, the intersectional one, two, double A, or central division, though. It's Matt Combe, the head coach of our presenting sponsor of this preview broadcast, Siena Heights University. Matt, thanks for joining us for a couple minutes here. 100% my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, when you look at, you know, your team and how it's built, there's a lot of Catholic League guys on it, isn't there? There is, there is. We, uh, we make it a point to go out and, and recruit the Catholic League. Um, it's great coaches. It's great football. Um, we get a great student athlete from the Catholic League. In terms of, you know, how guys can get a hold of you and, you know, how you go about recruiting, what, what's the process there? Can Is there someplace online where they can fill out a recruit form and they can reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. And and a lot of times we our staff tries to work through the high school coach, you know, um, uh, to get recommendations on players they think would fit at our level. We really try to target um, a Division II level uh, athlete, if you will. Uh, at our university, we're able to offer an athletic scholarship as well as an academic scholarship. Um, so with the way we go about recruiting and offering and obtaining a student athlete, very similar to the Division II schools here in the state of Michigan. Um, you know, I'm sure all the listeners are going to be very familiar with uh, the GLIAT Conference, great Division II conference here in the state. So um, that type of student athlete is really who we're trying to target at Siena Heights. Um, to answer your question, though, if, if a student athlete is interested in us, we do have a, a questionnaire on our website that they can go and fill out. Um, and our recruiting coordinator or a coach on our staff will certainly follow back up. Chen here with Matt Cohn, the head coach of Siena Heights University. There's a lot of buzz around your program. Obviously, um, you guys didn't quite reach where you wanted to by the end of last year, but ranked top 17 or top 20, I guess you could say. They're 17th in the preseason poll in the NAI. Um, obviously you don't want to hear all that necessarily right now as you guys, you know, prepare to start a year, but uh, certainly encouraging um, as you enter another year as head coach here. Absolutely. It's it's always nice to see recognition from your peers, you know, across the country, um, them recognizing some of the things you've been able to do. Um, so that's nice, but um, that's about all the rankings really mean to us in the preseason. Uh, we still got to go out and prepare um, just as we always have done, but the program is certainly heading in the right direction. Well, Coach, we thank you for stopping by here for a couple minutes. We'll keep track of your progress as the year goes on. And Siena Heights University is our presenting halftime sponsor during our Catholic League games as well. So we thank you and all the staff at Siena for helping us out. Not only accomplish this broadcast today, but our broadcast all um, throughout the regular season and postseason of Catholic High School League football. We want to thank you, all the listeners as well, for tuning in here today. We'll start to release some of the games we'll cover um, in the first two weeks in the coming weeks, we hope to have a, a big announcement for you in, in terms of our week one coverage soon. It's going to be a little different, we hope. 
Um, but uh, we thank you for tuning in here today, and we will see you in about a month here in our pager. This has been Jeremy Adel. I look forward to having Chad Bush and Sean Blesian and Brendan Johnson and everybody on our crew join us again for week one shortly here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. See you then. This has been the 2019 Catholic High School League kickoff show from the campus of Orchard Lake St. Mary's Prep, presented by Siena Heights University. Join the Patriot every Friday evening starting August 28th for the best in CHSL football this season. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.